It is October 25th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast covering SmackDown on Fox. Well, no SmackDown on FS1 tonight, given that there was counter-programming going on on Fox. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. That's Matt Morgan. That's Michael Wiseman. Matt, do you feel like this was a good use of your time this evening watching two hours of SmackDown Live? Well, to put it in, per- to put it in perspective, I want to make... You uh, said of my time asking Michael Eisman, what was that gimmick you just did in your introduction? Pointed at the camera because it's recording me, so everybody knows I got, I got you. Ah, your gun salute. I, I missed it. <laughs> I the Boom, corner man. of my eye, I thought I missed something. <laughs> your gun shooting, I got you. Yeah. Um, Way to call me out, Matt. Wow, man. I swear to God, I'm not. It probably seems like it, but I'm not. Um, I just have ADD like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just, Glenn, that was, let's just be honest, I said before the show started, that was Ryan. Um, I mean, I just, I, would you rather have watched that or picked a channel uh, at random and just gone with two hours or whatever you landed on, even if it was like house hunters or something like that? I hate saying this and this should put like Raj did call this out. He said a good gauge, honestly, maybe because remember I was doing SmackDown at Fox 35, uh, doing a preview of each show Yes, as it was coming the first three episodes. Well, without any like newsworthy items on this week's SmackDown, they didn't have me come in because they're like, is there anything really to talk about? And I was like, I'll be honest, no. Um, so that is a good gauge because if the main, they're the most mainstream people there is that don't watch wrestling. Yeah. So it's their producers that are telling them, hey, you know, um, this Brock Lesnar guy that we hear so much about all the time is going to be on the episode or, you know, things like that or The Rock or things like that then that draws that mainstream interest that supposedly fox was supposed to be doing there's smackdown supposed to be doing on fox every week not just once a week and not just once in a while and um i think this is a sign of things to come unfortunately people lose their interest again it's just on a different channel now i i blame uh and michael tell me what you think i blame crown jewel a bit in the sense that they have to put over this yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, right? This isn't indicative of normal WWE programming. Yeah, this Crown Jewel thing, I mean, it always feels awkward anyway because of the Saudi money deal yes. and kind of the discussion. Thank thing. you, Michael. Yeah, yes. It's gross, right? So we'll call that what it is. But yeah, Glenn, you're right. You have you have the components on tonight's show. You got Hulk Hogan. You got Ric Flair. You got guys who are going <laughs> to – are draws, right? They, they are right. draws. They are historic draws. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. are the legends, and yet you still can't put together a show with all of these guys – out there that is entertaining, enjoyable. Uh, yeah, at Crown Jewel's a problem, Glenn. I think you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. So we did open tonight with Team Hogan and Team Flair in the ring uh, for a segment of Ms. TV. So much to talk about here. On Team Flair, we had Sami Zayn, Nakamura, uh, King of the Ring, Baron Corbin. And on Team Hogan, we had Roman Reigns, Shorty G, and Ali. Do you think it was weird, Matt, how they kept going with the shorty G, the short, 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 and he's right near there next to Ali, who's the exact same height as him? I think that helped shorty G's case a little bit. Like, okay. I, I thought he looked pretty jacked, pretty swole next to Ali, quite honestly. Um, yeah. I did. I thought he's in he's incredible shape. Um, I did really dig Hogan's promo at the end there. And what he his little lines and isms he was throwing out there to get each guy over. He didn't flub any of their names. Um, during his last line, talking about, you know, Roman, the big dog having a, uh, uh, you know, and, and quoting JYD, he was incredibly charismatic. Like he was, I know when Hogan, when Hogan phones it in and that was not, that was definitely not the, an occasion for it. He, he, uh, he actually cared. Yeah. I mean, flair seemed loose. That's just the way I'm going to put it. <laughs> We're going to set up a match for later in the night. That's part of the match we're going to be doing in six days uh what did you make of that matt that seems to me that's how you telegraph this is a show that doesn't matter when we know you're going to see this big match coming up mm-hmm. at the next pay-per-view but here tonight we're going to give you a preview they always say we're gonna give you a preview of that match and essentially have some version or variation of that like they did tonight with that six-man tag at the end to be fair they've done any that even since i was there yeah. Uh, I was supposed to debut on Survivor Series. That was supposed to be my very first match as part of Team Lesnar. And like a week or two before the pay-per-view, they gave away uh, me and Nathan Jones' like first in-ring appearance versus, t- I think, two guys from, uh, uh, who was it, uh, Team Angle's team with like Cena, Benoit, mm-hmm. Bob Holly, Bradshaw. 
and Simmons, Ron Simmons was their team. And um, they did the same thing. It yeah. was two against two, and then Brock would face Benoit. Um, Kurt would, would, uh, would go against, you know, Arsino or something like that would go against um, one like A-Train who was on our team. They, they did that like for the four weeks going into it, I remember. So they've been doing that since the beginning of time. It's annoying a little yeah. bit. But when it's one-on-one, that's okay. I think they can get away with that. But like six-man tags, eight-man tags, and the thing itself is an eight-man tag. You know, that's yes. Yeah, <sighs> yes. Uh, Sammy Zayn, kind of a nice little showcase tonight. Got some mic yes. time. I thought so too, yeah. Yeah, got some good mic time with Hogan. Got to yeah. toe-to-toe with Hogan on the mic. Yes. And he cool. was great later. I know we'll get to it, but the segment he did with Daniel Bryan also I thought was very effective in showcasing his skills. So, yeah. Matt, if you'd put a fuzzy head on shorty g tonight would he not look exactly like a basketball team mascot yes but again i will argue he's a pretty little jacked mascot i, I can't mascots I think, can be jacked <laughs> that head's heavy man it builds muscles you know I, I don't know in a day and age where every athlete is now clean and steroid free in that company um i'm always very impressed with guys that are able to maintain their physiques or improve upon their physiques um, especially him, he's getting the push of a lifetime, and he's shown he wants it. Anybody, we used to drive me nuts when guys would get a push, and like you could tell they weren't going to the gym. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, all you know, all the cameras are on you right now. This is your big moment. You want to look as best as you can. Why would you not go to the gym and look as the best shape you can possibly try to look to your to your hardest ability? And I don't know. You could tell that kid wants it. Um. I agree. He's, he's all in on this. Right. But it's like, you've talked about that when Vince, (laughs) Vince gives you something and Vince believes in it, you kind of have to believe in it. You can't have Vince believe in your gimmick and you go out there and half ass it. Um, You know, you'll never work in the company again. You'll net, you'll live the rest of your career in catering, writing out your contract or sitting at home. Um, So I think Gable tonight with the promo, I'm accepting who I am. He's doing, he's trying to sell this the best he can. I think it could get over, but this look tonight, actually, hate to say this, the look tonight with the blue and the neon, sort of like those Cena colors. This is the first time before. I know we kind of made fun of it, but at the same time, like, it was in a loving way. Like, oh, I'm down for it, Shorty G. It did remind me of the Bud Bundy thing. It's kind of fun. It's kind of charming. But uh, the outfit tonight was actually the first point when I was kind of like, oh, no, this might be going in a direction that I can't get behind. Well, well, kind of, real quick, what do you mean, like, outfit, though? Like, I wear things like that all the time. I've been a basketball jersey and basketball shorts. I wear those all the time. Like the bright neon uh, highlights complementing the bright blue. It didn't say his name on it, did it? Did I miss that? Was there a G? I feel like there was a G. If there wasn't a G, there will be a G soon. There was a G. Can you hear me now? Is this better? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Was was there a G? There was a G on his mm, chest. Okay, I can't. On the chest is where yes, the G there was. is. Yes. Okay, yep. then it is a gimmick. Then yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm telling you, they got a bunch of certified G merchandise that they can just repurpose for Shorty G. <laughs> this, you know, what this reminds me of though, and I, I this is in the, in the news, so I think it's worth bringing up. But Adam Rose, right, who came out there recently, talked about how they made him. You know, he was Leo Kruger, and they said, "No, we want you to be this character, this persona. We want you to trim yeah. down to be something different." And it was just kind of it was a no go from the from the get go, right? And it was a, a look that didn't fit him. It was a persona that didn't fit him, and he put his all into it. But those kind of gimmicks can be damaging. Now it got Adam Rose out there a lot more, but those kind of gimmicks can be. And I, I appreciate Chad Gable leaning into well, it, right? Leo Kruger, though, if you go back and watch early NXT, Matt, do you remember this? Originally, they were like, he's a diplomat, he's a dignitary, part of uh, South African society. Yes. And then after about six months, they said. Cool. But then after six months, they said, hey, remember Craven the Hunter from Spider-Man? Let's just <laughs> right. make Leo Kruger that. And he's like this guy that hunts wildlife and big game. And here he is in NXT to take down the you know the most dangerous game of all, which is man. I, I thought his first Leo Kruger gimmick was awesome in NXT. I like the second version. I like the the illegal game hunter who's there really? to fight. I didn't like the, digni- the dignitary thing. I mean, th- how do you sell that? I mean, that's like uh, you don't have to say all that. He just to me looked like a really good athlete. He was, sure. he was also in really good shape. His yeah. beard made him look completely different than what he ended up looking like as Adam Rose. Um, have you I, seen him lately? The new photos where he's like huge. He's like swollen up. He's got good genetics. Yeah, I believe that. But they but they focus more on in all those instances. They focus more on the character than mm-hmm. the persona that I think Leo Kruger could, or, or you know, Adam Rose, Leo Kruger could yes. get into. And that's what they're doing with Chad Gable right now. And I'm glad he's embracing it again, but I worry about his long-term process. Well, yeah. I mean, this is terrible. Calling him Shorty G at all is terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nothing good about it, but as far as the in-ring thing went tonight, the in-ring segment, um, I thought he did. I thought he didn't look as bad as he normally does, and okay. he's, he just needs to have Ali with him everywhere he goes. Shorty G and Ali standing next, standing next to him. I'm telling you, it's the tag team just waiting to happen. Or they could be Ali G, which uh, the Brits will get a kick out of. Uh, so Sammy said in that tag tonight, uh, his neck's hurting. He's on the do not touch list, which I love that that's the thing. <laughs> uh, his replacement, Cesaro, who came out. But then, of course, a brawl broke up. It got, Did anybody uh, care that that was Cesaro? Like the announcer's like, oh, my uh, God, what a scoop. What a great call. What a great pick. I'm like, no, it's not. He's about to go eat a choke slam or something like that. Like, sure enough, he ate an uppercut right to the mush right away from uh, Roman Reigns. It's tough, dude. I mean, tonight, now, I was going to say this felt like the old SmackDown, but uh, I mean, Hogan and Flair wouldn't have been on the old SmackDown. So okay, fine. Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez yeah, they wouldn't have been on the old SmackDown. Fine. But the spirit in spirit. I agree probably. with you, Glenn, on that. Yes. yes. Um, then the New Day versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Actually, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler tonight. I checked. Uh, I recall this happening. Uh, short match tonight with Roode and Ziggler picking up a win. Uh, but after that, the revival attacked. Heavy Machinery came in to defend New Day. Now, New Day has a title match at Crown Jewel. Is that correct? They're, they're in the tag team turmoil match. That's right. The Which greatest, is for the the greatest tag team yes. in the world. So, Rudin and Ziggler got a win tonight. You got to like that, Matt. Yeah, I did like that. But the outcome of the entire segment was baby faces standing tall again. So, here's your chance to have sympathy on the baby faces. And they already screwed that up because the, they had the baby faces standing tall regardless of the win. And these guys were in an eight-man tag last week with New Day and Heavy Machinery standing tall at the end of it. This is the weird thing about episodic TV. You say, oh, all TV repeats itself. But if you think about it, it doesn't. When you watch Breaking Bad every week, it wasn't, oh, my God, Walt's cooking meth every week. They're getting to a scrape every week. They change it up. Yes, they repeat some familiar patterns. But tonight, to have that match end with the same eight guys that were in a match together last week with the same four standing tall – I just think it, it, that's what makes it feel like a rerun when you do the exact same thing two weeks in a row. Yeah. You know? Well, and then you, you look at more today in TV, it is a lot more nuanced. Characters develop and they change and they grow. And I think WWE still books its TV a lot of times as though it's a procedural, right? We're watching the 11th season of CSI, the 20th season of Law & Order, right? Yeah. Uh, your audio is a little low, Michael, but if uh, if it'll stay steady, at least I think you can yeah. fix it in post before publishing. Um, for the live audience, just strain a little bit harder just to hear Michael. Hang on every word. It's all gold, I swear. Um, after that, we got a video package hyping Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel, showing the brawl that happened at the Performance Center between them. And then Lacey Evans versus Cameron Connors, a local enhancement talent. Lacey saying, not even going to face you. I'm going to take the count out. But then she ran in, dropped a woman's right on her, got the quick pin for the win. Um, it was interesting how they were talking about her tonight. Mel, what do you think about the way they were putting it where she she's going to be at the top of the mountain one day? She will get that title opportunity. It's like she was just in a title program on Raw not that long ago. It was, but they've done damage to her. They've done yeah. damage to, 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 to that to that uh, character by, you know, the stuff with Natty, unfortunately. It was a good rite of passage for her to work with Natty and learn from Natty, but that should have been going on at house shows and not TV where she ever suffers a loss. Yeah, um, that's how it used to work. You used to be married to a certain veteran on the road for months on end until you graduated and moved on to the next. So you'd start with like Bob Holly. He'd beat the holy crap out of you for six months. You want to kill yourself and hate and quit the business. And if you're able to hang on, then you would move on to the next tier guy. And then you'd move up to the next tier guy. And that's if the company had plans for you as a future main eventer, a potential main eventer, I should say. Um, that's how it generally would work. That's what they need to go back to. They don't need to put that crap on TV when that future main event is taking L's to people they she should not be taking L's to. So I really appreciated what they did with her tonight. I appreciated the squash match. They actually made the squash match interesting, very different. Um, made her look like a heel. She still got heel heat on her for taking a cheap shot against a girl that she would normally eat up and spit out. Um, she didn't have to do it that way, but she did, which is hilarious. 
Um, and again, I like the feature. I think they need to do more of that with her. No, I agree. After that, we had, oh, yes, the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, Bray Wyatt. crazy. I didn't like this. But okay, first off, we talked about the problems with making it a real place and Seth Rollins visiting it and burning it down. It. So tonight, good news, everybody. Bray rebuilt the Firefly Funhouse and he's back tonight for an all new installment. Of course he did, because WWE did not even think, I guarantee you any amount of money, they did not even think about what do we do when Seth burns this down. I'm scared. I should be scared. To, to We should all be scared. That's if that's how they're doing it. But I would argue they would, because they would never have him do it to begin with, because now he looked corny tonight. Not by what he said or did, but the fact that apparently behind the scenes, we're supposed to now imagine and envision Bray Wyatt building this house again yeah. do you know what i mean it's just corny it's corny as well they, they've done this too and and i had less issue maybe with the house being back together because i think it's just part of the bray wyatt shtick or the gimmick the firefly fun house he does these magical things rambling rabbit comes back every week whatever mm-hmm. but my issue with it is always number one they cut to the arena while they're showing this package and it's not supposed to exist in the real world right that always bothers mm-hmm. me but number two you actually had michael cole and Corey graves talking about ahead of time oh you're never going to guess what happens on the nice firefly funhouse like like they saw it ahead of time did bray wyatt send them the video and um yeah i don't know is that better can you guys hear me now are we good yeah mm-hmm. you're good yeah awesome but it is kind of the mechanics, I know, and, and uh, to give equal criticism, kind of like the same thing uh, when Undisputed Era gave Moro a USB drive with a video on it. Oh, yeah. I don't want them ever to reference the production Me for treating either. like like it just makes it so weird and corny. Like mm-hmm. this isn't yeah. a guy with a cameraman in a studio. This is metaphysical, tra- you know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To all um. Of so, yeah, it should have been a burned funhouse tonight. Uh, instead, uh, he was having a memorial for Ramblin' Rabbit, who he healed with the heel hand, and then uh, Mercy the Buzzard ate him. But, Matt, to your point about not liking it, I thought this was probably the most nothing installment of the Firefly Funhouse. That's what I should say. I shouldn't say it like. I should say it's the weakest one, or the one that held my attention the least, or not held my attention. It held my attention, obviously. But it, I didn't like it as much as the others. How's that? Plus, I feel like this is under uh, capitalized. Michael, you got a wrestler that has the heel and touch. Like, do an angle. Put somebody on the injured list. Bray goes, lays hands on him, and all of a sudden he's cleared medically. He can wrestle again. Like, it seems like, I feel like this is uh, under capitalized. They could be doing more with this. Um, But tonight, this just felt sort of, like, safe, sterile, same, not as i mean i want these to keep being different and granted after a while right that's always the risk is that something's going to become repetitive at a certain point i'm afraid this already has yeah it seemed like we have to do a firefly funhouse what have we done with those in the past let's just do some more of that it didn't move the story ahead in any way i felt like which even if to your point matt they had burnt it down they had the firefly funhouse burnt in the background and that was encouraging the fiend to come out more even if we saw him come out just nothing really moved the story in this it just seemed like we're going to do this for seven minute filler and look we get a funny thing from rambling right which i appreciate mm-hmm. but we need more at this point yeah. Also, Matt, do you think it's it's kind of funny in a weird way that what was what was the number one? Well, okay, there were two main comments on Bray Wyatt before. One, they keep building him up and he keeps losing. That was the first big problem. Two, his promos became so repetitive they went beyond being a parody of themselves, and you just tuned them out altogether. And are they going down the same path? Oh. Where where's where's where so far? Seth, mm-hmm. I'm saying so one, he needs to win, and two, he needs to keep changing it up. They can't rest on this. He needs to constantly be innovating mm-hmm. um, and seeing what he's going to do next. And he also needs to be choking mofos out backstage every once in a while, too. Yeah. Instead of some of these promos and things of that nature. Drew Gulak versus Callisto, accompanied by the Lucha House Party. Matt, did you know the Lucha House Party loves to have fun? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I, Who I, are they on SmackDown then? I, Who do you think hates having fun on the current WWE roster? Who's a fun hater? Well, could you imagine if they wanted? If they like to have fun, could you imagine, Glenn? Can you imagine? 
I believe maybe yeah, Drew Gulak. Maybe Drew Gulak is a little indifferent to having fun. Maybe Daniel Bryan or Sami Zayn could go either way. I like Drew Gulak. I do too. I do. I like his PowerPoint presentation. I yep. do. We got a little into it tonight, uh, but he was distracted by Braun Strowman. <laughs> Cor- Wait, hang on. I love Corey's. Wait a minute. He's still had 344 <laughs> <Right. minutes> left. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's really – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. It's the most underrated gimmick in all of professional wrestling right now, let alone the WWE. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's it's so like he's he's so sincere about it too, right? And that's what Drew Gulak <laughs> makes that joke work because he's like, Yeah, no, look at that child. You know, it's it, like it's an urgent thing to him. And and, and that's that's a talent right there. That's a talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so we lost to Callisto after Braun Strowman came out, started uh oh Jesus. Uh oh, it said um yeah, that's what happens when you disrespect me. Uh, he power slammed Gulak, but then this was kind of a weird backhanded way of putting him over. Said at least Gulak deserves to be in the ring with him, unlike Tyson Fury. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of nice. Well, yeah, I was, that's a shot on Tyson Fury that you're in yeah. my world. You don't deserve to be here. I think Gulak should be should be uh, Strowman's Paul Heyman. Strowman can talk on the mic, but Gulak and him, I think there could be gold there. For at least a couple weeks. With him as a heel, yes. Yeah. With Braun as a heel. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea. I mean, Braun saying, you know, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing the rest of that PowerPoint presentation. Give me the Cliff Notes version of it. Can we narrow it down to five slides? The key takeaways. The Blinkist version. See, you already uh, lost it. Braun could never pull that off. Yeah. He, oh. <laughs> he, wow. could never, he could never pull that off. That's the truth. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't pull that off, the sarcasm. You're right. It's yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's just a very serious persona. Also, can I point out, this was right yeah. up to 9 o'clock hour, and at this point, we had literally less than... It's not going to be all about wrestling, right? But we had two quick finishes. I think the Kalisto match was a... I don't know if it was a roll-up, um, but the, the Dolph Ziggler match was a sneaky roll-up. Lacey Evans was a surprise hit. Like, they didn't treat any of the wrestling with any, any seriousness or credibility. I did like... The Lacey Evans segment, I think that was well done for her, but it just made the the matches just feel kind of meaningless tonight. Well, more more so, you're supposed to be watching each other's matches. The agents damn sure should be supposed to be watching each other's matches, and they know what's going to happen in the finishes before the show begins. So for them to be um, machine gun, back to back to back matches like that with similar finishes, I'm I'm very surprised at because you were literally told. You can't even use the same rest hold um, or working hold, rather, um, as the match before you. So, like, you couldn't do the chin lock of doom in the ma- in, in our matches. You had to do a bear hug, which is boring as hell, I know. But the dude in front of me did a damn chin lock, so I guess I can't do it. Um, or other, you got to learn other holds to, to, to go in before the baby face make, mounts their comeback against you if you're the heel with your baby face in, in that hold to get the crowd down and then back up to make their comeback. You could not do what the match in front of you did with the hold, let alone the finish. Yeah. Anything well, close is- to the finish, could you, could you duplicate a copy? And this is, I, I think that's a great point to bring up, Matt, because to me, and this is a little bit critical, but it feels as a viewer and I'm watching this, it feels a little bit lazy creatively. And I know they're doing a thousand things, right? And I know that they're trying to balance this two hour show, but to kind of come up with these similar finishes, it just feels like you just, you just did it, right? This feels like you're just going back into the same bag of tricks here. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be, um, you know, like what the writer, actually what the fan just wrote in right there. They're supposed to be surprised. It's supposed yeah. to be the, like roll-ups, Oklahoma rolls, schoolboys, O'Connor rolls. Those are supposed to be out-of-nowhere surprise finishes that you just got your opponent down for three seconds long enough for them to kick out at three and a half. And either does two things. One, that baby face got one over on the heel and did it to him, or the heel comes up out of it super pissed off. Mm. And like, damn, you know, I just got got. Um, but they're also similar in the yeah. way that those all happen. I don't know. They're supposed to mean something. Drew and Braun need to team up, and I want Braun to tell everyone to pipe down everybody. My little buddy here is trying to teach us something with the PowerPoints. And then when Braun turns on Drew, he will insert single slides, you know, after like six weeks that say, get these hands, and then he'll attack Drew and they'll break up. I think that could be a very riveting, uh, at least three-week character arc for the two of them. Something. Anything. This was the high point of the show, actually. This might have been the best thing that we saw tonight. 
No, 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 no. There was there was something good. No, 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 no. Give it, give it a second. There's something good. There's something good. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna pretend like I don't know what's coming. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Daniel Bryan came out to the ring. He was asked, "Is the Yes Movement back?" And before he could answer, he was interrupted by Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Sammy getting more mic time, talking about how him and Daniel are vegan. Nakamura cares about the ocean. Join us. Join us. Uh, Daniel walked off without giving an answer. To be continued. And this, what I think, is the best segment of the night. Go ahead, Matt. Because of the promo? I, I just think we're telling the story. Uh, yeah, Sammy Zane was great, and, and that was fantastic. I think also we're telling the story of Daniel Bryan and whatever happened with the whole stuff with him and Rowan and all that jazz Roman reigns, who knows? Right. But what they are doing is they're not just flipping the switch on him. They're calling, they're using their history, which WWE doesn't do enough these Mm. days. They're showing the video package and saying a year ago, you were like this. Why would you be like this now? And they're teasing out this thing where maybe he could side with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke. I think we know he's not going to, but maybe, and I like this because, much like Bailey, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, they're progressing his character along without just making that immediate switch. And I think that's that's a stronger way to tell the story. Mm-hmm. If that if, if they do turn him heel, which I think they or will. turn him turn him more, I, I think they're going to turn him more baby baby. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, and like other Daniel Bryan storylines, to be continued. Will they continue it? That's pretty good. He goes, yeah, he goes until they don't continue it. (laughs) Right. He's right so far. Well, hey, neither of them are going to Saudi Arabia. Maybe they can get together on Halloween and uh, discuss Sammy and Daniel, some of their ideas and similarities. We'll see what happens on next Friday SmackDown. I'd pay money to see Sammy Zayn wrestle Daniel Bryan. Hell yeah. Your angle build up and everything like that. I'd pay good money for that. That's what I said on Twitter. The triple threat match of those two and Shinsuke. God, that'd be a great that'd be a great match too. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, it would. Yeah, still waiting for Daniel Bryan's announcement from the summer. <laughs> um, <sighs> so, Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose tonight. Nikki Cross uh, coming out, same music, clearly a baby face, as they've established her in her feud with Bailey, where she'll be facing her coming up for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mandy out with Sonya Deville. Bailey on commentary with Sasha Banks. What did you think about this tonight? Both Sasha's, I mean, okay, let's talk about attitude and energy tonight. Mm-hmm. How did you read both Sasha and Bailey on commentary? Differently, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I still think, you know, Bailey's figuring it out. Yeah. I think she's still trying to figure this out. Um, but he, the, the potential of heel Bailey though, to me, is just so big that I'm willing to stay with it Yeah, and give her passes that I, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't give others if I, if my job is to sit here and critique everything, um, I wouldn't be given this people that many, uh, passes, but her potential of where that she could go with this is it still draws me in each week. I'm always interested to see what they do with Bailey as a heel. Am I the only one who thought Sasha sounded like she didn't want to be there just over it completely? It's hard to say. Like for me, when I hear that, is that, yeah, right. Is that her gimmick? Right. Or is that, is that what she's trying to do or is, yeah. And Bailey sounded like she was trying so hard to talk in a deeper register in a Mm -hmm. more measured cadence. Um, It just didn't feel natural again, though. Like you said, Matt, I want to give her all the slack in the world. I want to give her all the runway to figure this out. But uh, man, it's, I guess, what do you do? You know, you can only do TV once a week. Yes. You can go to the performance center and practice, but I mean, you know, this, no matter how much you ever rehearsed or practice things, is there really a certain level of experience you only get by doing it live when you have no safety net whatsoever? And that is unfortunately how you do learn, you know, as you got to get these, these, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, not flub ups because she didn't flub up, but these uh, not so great appearances and attempts and what, whatever you want to call it out of her system uh, to move, to keep improving. 
You can't just do it at the performance center. You can't do it on video. You can at home, though, I would argue. You could get your reps in in your bathroom mirror. Every wrestler generally does that. You're in your bathroom mirror every morning before you take your shower in the morning. Every time after you go to the gym mid-afternoon, every night before you go to bed, you better be in that damn bathroom mirror cutting 30-minute promos. Every wrestler did that. Every wrestler that I came up with did. I feel like this is your version of DDP yoga. It's it's how you improve. How you improve (laughs) because you're able to see your facials. That's all what promos are. It's not what you're saying. It's how you say it. What do your facials look like? Do you believe what you're saying? Do you believe you believe what you're saying by watching your reflection? Now these kids, these kids, I'm getting old. These guys have it so good. They've got you know camera phones now, videos that they can do that I would be doing all damn day every day if I was them and critiquing every single bit of it. And something tells me, I bet you she probably is. She yeah. loves being a pro wrestler. I can't imagine her not giving this her everything. I can't. Now, the yeah. other one, I can easily see that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Matt, you still cut promos on this podcast. You do a fantastic job with it. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, do you ever feel the weird urge? Like, I need to go to Toastmasters or something and just show off my skills <laughs> like, a little bit. You know? <laughs> Yeah, right. You never get the urge to go to Toastmasters. Give me a two minute table talk on any subject. I'll crush it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, does that does that help you out in politics? I'm sure it does. I mean, that's a dumb question. To ask. Yeah, I'm sure it helps there, you out. There's yeah. nothing I, I would argue more difficult than being in the middle of a wrestling ring. Let's yeah. really break this down. Essentially in your tidy whities more or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. In front of an arena. And your job is to make them emotionally invest in you. That is your job. Make them boo you or cheer you. Yeah. Um, and if you can get through that, you can get through speaking in front of a room of 20 people, 30 people, 40 people, 50 people that already think of you a certain way and think highly of you to begin with. Wrestling fans are not like that when you're first going in there and talking to them. And you've got to win them over. And they let you know when you don't. So I got very comfortable in my own skin cutting promos through wrestling to now where I speak publicly. It's I love it. I genuinely yeah. do love it. Yeah. And I found a way to be able to talk on things that I'm emotional about and I really do feel and I really do vibe with. And I've been able to make that connection and getting that out to the people listening to me that I'm talking to. Yeah. And I got that from wrestling, honestly. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I mean, it doesn't listen. My my other side hustle or day hustle, whatever it is, I I do a lot of training, run training classes, and I, I get it. Like right, like there, there's a certain way. I mean, you could read a script. I could read a script all day, but when I'm teaching a class, I'm interacting with the people there, and you've got to be passionate and invested and get other people involved. It's not the exact same thing as wrestling or politics, but I see how those reps carry over, and it makes me a better podcaster yeah. and pundit, right? Yeah, you get more comfortable in your own skin. So every time you talk after that, you're going to be that much better and more believable because yep. what you're saying, you believe. Absolutely. No, it's true. So Nikki versus Mandy. Nikki picked up a win here. Um, it's kind of a straightforward match. It's actually up to this point. This was the most wrestling that we actually saw on the show. I do not like this finish. What What am I missing? Why is Mandy Rose not being pushed to the moon? <laughs> I don't what am I missing? Why? They're doing something with Nikki Cross, it seems like. And I, I hate that it's at the expense of Mandy Rose, but yeah. They did give them both time to work. I, I, Glenn yeah. said, you know, they gave them a little while, longest match, I think, uh, maybe of the yeah. night, but maybe the main event took it. But they did give them time to work, and it was women's. And so I'm glad WWE gave them that time. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's true. They, they, you know what? To be fair, you, it, it's not just a saying, it's a truth. If technically, two talents can get over in a singles match, even though the one of them loses. I would argue Joey Janela versus um, what's his name? Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is a good example of yep. that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do it. Uh, maybe the girls tonight both did. I hope they did because I think Manny Rose is a freaking stud. So here was the big set piece moving things forward tonight. Uh, one, we did get that package from uh, Saudi Arabia showing the parade with the big Roman and Undertaker floats. And went on. So that was real. Undertaker, Peter Bali, if you're watching this, is that his name Peter Bali? Yeah, Bali. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Peter Bali. So I thought he sent me that at first, and it was Undertaker. I was like, that cannot be real. Is Undertaker just standing there? Yeah, dude, for that, that payday, for that paycheck. Could you imagine that, Matt? We want to give you... I thought I was being ribbed. I thought they were like oh. they enhancing these videos or gimmick them over <laughs> somehow that these kids know how to do. I don't know. I was like, there's no way Undertaker Saudi Arabia just standing there on top of a ridiculously large version of himself float. There's no way. 
And then what about the little wrestling match that was apparently happening in front of it? Did you see that on top of the float? There's like a little yeah. ring with luchadors wrestling. Yeah, luchadors wrestling. Yeah. What, what am I watching? And this those floats time. were disturbing, man. They were the the stuff of nightmares. Those like they were kind of like they looked like Roman yeah. Reigns Undertaker, but maybe if they'd been put through like a computer graphics no, processor, like the paper mache <laughs> homecoming float. You know, it was. Uh, I'll be honest, it was kind of different. It was weird. I, I just can't believe they had Undertaker. They're standing on a float going through the parade in the middle of Saudi Arabia. Was that yep. where it was? Was it Saudi Arabia? Yeah. 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 Um, so. Kane Velasquez, Rey Mysterio came out to the ring. Rey cutting a pretty impassioned promo about yeah. Dominic's attack and Dominic's recovery. They are interrupted by Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar on the big screen. And uh, Heyman keeps saying, guess, guess what Brock's been doing. Guess what Brock's busy with. Guess what's going on. And uh, pan down to reveal that Dominic had been beat up by Brock <laughs> and then Brock proceeded to beat him up some more. Um, this is perhaps what the WWE does best. Just sort of these outlandish soap opera reveals with Dude, violence. We just talked about Undertaker earlier. Do you remember when he did this to David Flair at before there was a performance center, before there was an OBW? They did it at tracks in W in Connecticut by WWE Titan Towers. Yeah. They beat the crap out of David Flair, who was training with Dr. Tom in the ring. And like he put him like through like the door and all this other stuff in the bathroom and the locker room. It's pretty funny. But it got great heat on Undertaker, I remember. Yeah. Uh, and this gets great bully heat on Brock. Not that he needs any more bully heat, but he definitely gets some great bully heat on him with this. And then backstage, they're in the trainer's room, making sure Dominic's okay. And then Brock comes in there, just beating him <laughs> up even more. Yep. Which I love. That is my favorite WWE trope. <laughs> the trainer's room? Nope. Yeah. We keep, it's like the family guy in the chicken fight. It just keeps yeah. going yeah. on and on and on. <laughs> I just love Ray comes flying out of nowhere and just gets on Brock's back, just like out of nowhere, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, like, like a little kid. I yeah. wish, Matt, could you imagine if like the Family Guy chicken fight gag, if they just did an entire episode every time you cut back, it's the same two guys going through the arena, going through <laughs> the backstage, just like Nobody a two-hour brawl. Nobody's Not done for it. the entire show. No. I was going to say, have they done multiple episodes? Nobody's done this yet? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. still fighting. That would be good. Oh, That's man. It's kind of the 24-7 title gimmick, right? There for a while, our truth was just always in the run. Okay, so there was something. In my, yeah, maybe that's yeah. right. Remember, so he got, they, got shipped to the next arena, and I made the joke that I was like, well, that's because they don't want to have to book him over the next three days, do anything on YouTube with him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and they did it when Braun was looking for Kevin Owens. They would have an entire episode where Kevin was hiding in the porta potty oh, yeah. and hiding backstage. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I like This is silly, but this uh, tickles me to no end when they do this. So this was good. I thought this was uh, enjoyable tonight. Does it tickle you? It, it tickles me, as it were. Yeah. Yes, I find it titillating. <laughs> I'm going to be nitpicky about this, and I, I enjoyed it too. Um, <laughs> about, uh, tickle or yes, tickle? yes, tickle <laughs> picky, tickle picky. Oh, so the thing that I had an issue with here, though, number one, brand extension is dead already. We're Who? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. What wild card rules back in effect? I guess. Kane oh. Velasquez on Raw, Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Right. So, all right. Whatever. I'll give that a. Kane Velasquez hasn't technically been drafted, so give it a small pass there. Yeah. But I think okay. the other thing is Rey Mysterio um, is really the heart of the story, and I, I like that about it because fans mm -hmm. connect with Rey. But I almost think to a certain point, Kane is getting a little bit lost in the shuffle now, with the focus being on. Um, Dominique and Ray and, and Kane's just kind of there's the muscle. I, I'm not, again, nitpicky here. I know that, right? But I'm going to pick nits. We're pundits, right? And and I think, so to me, I wish there was, they did bring it back to him after this with the promo he cut. I just wish it had been a little bit more Velasquez, I guess. I don't know if we want him to talk. Well, yeah, the talking tonight wasn't really selling me on Kane talking, especially when they cut back from commercial in the main event and he just like rambled something off in Spanish like three sentences and then they just didn't even comment on it. They just went right to the action. What's good. What was good last time though, when he did talk last, uh, last episode that Kane did speak, what was Ray being able to translate it with his yes. passion behind it. It worked yeah. for me. Normally I would never say that would work, but for some yep. reason Ray doing it connect Ray's promos have gotten better. Mm -hmm. I think. He's he's and he's and to your point, I love the word passion there because I think that we've had him do stuff like this in the past, but there does seem to be a, a, a huge element of heart involved here, and that's Ray's yeah. whole thing is he's he's the heart guy, right? He's that's yeah. his yeah. So yeah. 
Ray's promos in all of this, I thought, have been really good. This has been a really good side of him that we've been seeing. Yeah. I, I was just, I, I didn't like it at first. I was like, how the hell are you going to do this? There's like seven degrees of, of separation with Kevin Bacon. How in the hell are they going to do this? Ray Mysterio cuts his promos. It's his son involved. It's so convoluted. How is Kane going to be the you know, main takeaway from this? If to fans that have never heard of him before, they don't know who the hell he is. You know? I guess my thing would be right now, imagine if <laughs> you know what that is, again, I'm glad about his background, his blue black. Because you're covering up your right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to clean the office is what I keep telling Can't my wife. Can't you do like a green screen, Glenn, like put like some trees up behind you? Yeah, I'm working, I'm working on it. What about the wrestling logo? Can you do that? Have you done I that? could. I could do that. Yes. Yeah, so technology. It's already blue. Yeah. You're halfway uh, there. Uh, for, for maybe uh, tune in Monday night to see what I have as the background. <laughs> On Monday night's podcast. It's a better hook than we got from SmackDown, so we'll take yeah, it. Go seriously. Um, Roman Reigns, Shorty G, and Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura, King Baron Corbin, and Cesaro tonight in the main event. So if you were missing out on wrestling tonight, man, did they give it to you in this main event. Everybody got to do their stuff. Everybody got to do their moves. The baby faces won this match. Um, this was good. But uh, ultimately, man, I'm just looking forward to Crown Jewel being over. This Flair versus Hogan thing hasn't really done it for me. Um, yeah, I mean, other I, than Roman, sorry, other than, no. other than Roman Reigns, Glenn, yeah. um, and okay, King King um, uh, Baron Corbin. Um, who else are this like big main event level stars in this? Yeah, like, I'm surprised they put Roman in this. Quite frankly, because this screams upper mid-card eight-man tag and why you need Flair and why you need Hogan to get the talents up to the next level to make us care somewhat about them because Roman Reigns don't need Hulk Hogan out there putting them over. That's what I think is actually, we talked about this. This is what's cool about Roman's phase of his career. He came back from a life-threatening illness and instead of being pushed to the moon for a title, Instead, he's working in the showcase spot and using this goodwill to get other guys over. That I loved. Yes. Yes to all that. And his work's gotten really good, I think. Yeah. Um, man, Shorty G and Ali, aside from the name, I actually do think there <clears throat> could be a phenomenal tag team in the making, especially if there's no solo push in the future for either of them. You put the heat on Shorty G and you make the hot tag to Ali. His yeah. offense is exciting. Could be good. Um, so I don't know, Michael, what'd you think of this main event tonight? I mean, it was what it needed to be, right? I, I didn't like them using the three on three tag, but that being said, the final five minutes of it were fun. The crowd at home enjoyed it. You could tell they were hyped. Everyone got their big moves in. It was kind of this massive chaos moment and it serves its purpose for the live crowd to us watching. You know, we're reminded that crown jewels next week and we can see these guys fight again. So it did what it needed to, but, um, it's, I'm not going to be thinking about this a week, a month, a year from now, really. You could say the same thing for 90%. 90, Every yeah. single show and paper. I mean, out. that's part of the problem, right? But yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Sorry. Too much it wrestling, was match man. of the year, Glenn. I thought it was the match of the year. <laughs> that's the problem with too much wrestling. Forget just the WWE. It's, it's almost like this idea that Vince, uh, like nobody's slowing down. Nobody's pumping the brakes. Nobody's saying, let's make it special. There's no specialness anymore. Maybe Brock Lesnar getting a fight on free TV is the closest thing to special that exists in wrestling. This is even more reason what pushes me. I'm being dead honest. I'm not trying to cheap plug it, but NWA power was what pushes me to that show. This is the crap that pushes me even closer to AEW and hope for the even more best for them. Um, and NXT, even NXT UK. Now I'm being pushed to because I, this is tough. NWA power is special, dude. I mean, I was talking to, to Nick the other day about this, that I've been so burnt out on wrestling. And when I watch Raw and SmackDown because I do this with you guys, I do the Winkly on Tuesday, so I have to watch those two. I'll check out NXT and, and AEW, and I don't have to watch those from front to back, but I catch most of the shows, you know. Um, but I, I, I was just kind of getting burnt out, and then I watched that second episode of NWA power, and it's just something different and unique, and it's special. It's yeah. easy to sit there and watch, and it's only an hour. There's something to be said about it being an hour as well. The way it's produced, they break up the segments real well. There's a really great match. The way they do the interviews at the, at the side, I love it, yeah. yeah. They save themselves because it's on YouTube. They don't have to go to legit commercial break. They get to have these old-school, like, 
gimmick commercial, which is a pretty funny sound. <laughs> yes, yes. But what I like about it, you guys, real quick, is the transition they're able to make from the interview segment right into a match, like back in the day, like how they how it used to happen, right? Yep. You'd have the four horsemen out there talking smack, and then you know their their opponents would be in the ring, you know, egging them on, and then boom, they get in the ring and start fighting, and their match would be made right then and there. No commercial break; it just would go right into play there. So they save themselves time on production for that as well. It might sound small to you, but that that's a big deal. No big entrances. I like that. Believe it or not. I used to be such a mark for big entrances, like Goldberg's entrance, mm. Batista's entrance, all these guys' entrance. I was a huge mark for, but I, I, I like the no entrance thing. When every entrance is huge, nothing feels special, right? We become desensitized to it as fans. And, and you hear Austin a lot of times talk about on his podcast, sometimes you got to just drop the lights and let two guys go at it. And I think that's what that show does well, is they focus on the basics. And yeah. so when they do something different or unique, it does feel special, to your point about production, Matt. They do these things that allow them to tighten up the show. But but again, and, and so these bigger things, when they did the, the, the match for the title, like it feels different and unique. And um, yeah, anyway, it's not about power, but you should watch. check it out. Yeah. Same. So we got a couple quick news stories before we wrap it up yes. here tonight so everyone can get on with their weekend. Uh, what's going on with Kane Velasquez revealing the length of his contract? So just real quick, I know there had been rumors out there that, you know, how long was his contract for? Big money contract. Um, he did reveal recently, um, as in today, that he did um, sign a three-year deal. He confirmed that um, huh. working with, with Rey Mysterio. So, um Rumor is still it's a big money deal, but yes, he confirmed that it is a three-year deal. He said working with Rey Mysterio for three years? No, he just said he's been training with Rey Mysterio. Uh, okay. This is a long-term story here, guys. <laughs> Get, buckle up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. then the ratings are in AEW Dynamite and NXT drew their lowest, lowest viewership against the World Series, and Matt, the Dark Order segment, gained viewers. I've seen this. I have seen this on Twitter on Roger's on Roger's tweets. Wow. I mean, yeah. about how much though? Yeah, Michael, you got the details. Yeah. So um, this week, uh, Dynamite did drop below a million viewers, and there was no double play going on, so it was just TNT. Um, Nine hundred sixty-three thousand viewers. NXT, meanwhile, dropped down to six hundred ninety-eight thousand viewers. So put that in perspective. Dynamite topped NXT by 38%, which is kind of crazy. Uh, a couple other other notes here. Dynamite was down 5% from last week. Um, NXT, though, again, it was around 700 and some odd thousand yeah. last week. It was only down 2%. So yeah. it feels like both of these shows are kind of hitting their bottoms. This was a very competitive week. NBA game on between the Celtics and 76ers, which was the number one show of the night in the 18-49 demographic and 1.7 million viewers. Um, and then the Fox News channel um, drew in 3.261 million viewers. MLB was on Fox. Um, so, yeah, a whole lot of things going on this week take away from that Wednesday night audience. But both shows have kind of, I think, hit their their goal, their gully here, their valley. A lot of Dark Order fans in the chat, Matt. Maybe we're in the minority. Michael Wiseman, how do you feel about the Dark Order? <laughs> I... <laughs> I didn't like them at first, but they've kind of grown on me, right? I, I don't have big issues with them. I think I think what they're doing is fine. I, it's better than when they were Super Smash Bros. and they couldn't use that name. So you got something different with these guys. All these other tag teams are legitimate tag teams, and these guys are kind of like this weird cult. I dig it. Who's your favorite, Evil Uno or Stu Grayson? What do I, have? I don't have a favorite. Um, you can't pick Sophie's Stu choice. Grayson. Stu Grayson does, does not deserve the heat that is associated with this freaking terrible-looking indie <laughs> rhythmic <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it <laughs> That's it's, terrible. it's terrible oh Stu grayson looks like a million bucks so well, you don't like evil uno compared to uno i hate and it's not that i don't like him i just don't like the gimmick i think it mm. yeah i get you well yeah it's 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 different it is yeah one more news and note just to add on to that we can talk more about ratings if you guys want to but um, Jake Hager did have his MMA oh, match right. tonight for Bellator um, and on at the same time as the TNT replay of AEW and SmackDown um, ended in a no contest. Um, there was a uh, one minute, 56 seconds into the first round. Um, Hager hit um, his opponent with Anthony Garrett with a low blow. Uh, very heel like move here from the <laughs> muscle for real. Yeah, he hit him with a low blow, and, and, and they were kind of grappling. And it looked like I didn't see the match, but from the clip I saw, Hager had just went in for a shoot, and so they were kind of locked oh. up. And and I, he was coming up. Um, 
Garrett's back was against the cage, mm-hmm. and it looked like Hager just was trying to get that knee up to the stomach or maybe get to check. I don't know, but he needed him right in the groin, right in the groin. He couldn't recover from it and go and go on. The dude? They said there were back to back low blows, so I did not see the first yeah. low blow. I just saw that one, so it must have happened twice. So um, did he get disqualified? Like, how does that work? It was just declared a no contest, so I, I nobody wins. Nobody wins. I think that might be considered a. I don't know. I don't even be speculating. Okay. I don't know how huh. it works. No contest. So there you have it. Matt Morgan, what do you got going on this weekend? Anything good? My son's buddy ball game tomorrow. It's a special needs league. It's awesome. Nice. Buddy, it's called Bambino Buddy Ball. It's where the high school kids, college baseball players as well, will come and pair up with one of these special needs kids. My boy's nonverbal autistic. And um, there's kids in wheelchairs, kids on crutches, all these different disabilities. And they pair up with them. They should get them up to bat. They put them in the field and work out in the field with them. And um, it's, Diddy, you don't keep score or nothing like that. Every kid gets up to bat. It's awesome. I mean, my wife coaches team. Um, and then after that, what do we got? We got to bring my wife to get a new car tomorrow. Oh, what you getting? Well, I, we still don't know. Really? We still have no clue. Electric, hybrid, gas What's, guzzler? What's the plan? I'm worried. No, we're smarter than that. She's smarter than that. I'm not. I always have a truck. She always has the smart economic car, usually. I got to you say, say you're smarter than buying. I, I drive an electric car, so. Yeah. Really? A little Chevy, Chevy Bolt. Yeah, it's fun. We have a Prius Prime Advanced, um, which I have to say is nice because we're always afraid we're not going to be able to charge. So having mm. that hybrid option. Option. I have to say the, the Prius used to suck, but the Prius Prime Advanced feels a little sporty. It's got a little pep to it, a little engine to it. It's not like with Prius where it feels like you're driving. Remember when you were a kid that have like the big Jeeps for kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the original Prius felt like to me driving it. Like I'm driving a toy car, but the Prime Advanced is legit. How fast, would, how fast did the Prius go? Though? The Prius, the old one? I don't remember. I mean, this one, I mean, it, I forget what it's, uh, it's got to top out. Like, I want to say like 100 or we've never gone past eight, more than 80. On and you're it, comparing but, uh, it to a Power Wheels? <laughs> no, the now original my, Prius. I will, but, I will uh, advocate for the Bolt here. Uh, mine yeah. tops out at 90 miles per hour, but it goes zero to 60 in 6.5 seconds. So it takes off. Huh. It's instant torque because it's all electric. All electric. And talk about range. We uh, I just drove it up last week, and I wasn't here on the podcast, obviously, because I was in the mountains. Um, drove it 700 miles round trip. Um, charged when I got up there. Stopped along the way and charged while I ate. And, um, it, yeah. Could I fit? I don't know. We have to That's see. Problem. It's actually roomier. It's like a little, you know, it's a hatchback. It's a little roomier than what you'd imagine. So I'm six foot tall and I, I'm super comfortable in it. So, yeah. Cool. Well, good luck with that, Matt. I hate the car buying process. Yeah. It's, it's my, it's usually my son's weekend is how it always is. His yeah. sport, swimming, t-ball, karate, everything's in the same soccer. It all happens within this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now that you're an elected official, you can't get any perks. People can't be like, oh, hey, Matt Morgan, big fan, big fan. Let me cut you oh, a deal. No. Yeah, yeah no. I know. Nope. And they'll try it. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Dude, you can't do it. I don't think you understand how this works. And th- these are people that don't even know a mayor that are trying yeah. to do it. They're doing it as like, mm-hmm. like, oh, former W superstar. It'd be great to have yeah. you. No. <laughs> I really can't. That's not how this works, homie. <laughs> Politics ruin everything. I think that's the takeaway <laughs> for tonight's show. No. Uh, on that note, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at The Real Wiseman. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. We'll catch you back here next week, folks. Have a good weekend. We'll see you soon on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.